You and I both know that growth happens the most when we step outside of our comfort zone. The question is how do we use whatever season we're in right now to pursue a thriving, purpose-filled life? Join us on a journey to tackle the scary, overcome fear, and help mission-minded mamas creatively grow with full hands and full hearts. We're your hosts, Danny, And I'm Taylor. And welcome to the Wild Happy Family Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wild Happy Family Show. I'm your host, Taylor, today, and I get the privilege to speak to you or to talk with you about my life. Woo! My life! So, today we're going to be um, we're going to be talking about difficult situations. Um, so a few years back, I, my husband and I were just engaged. We're working with YWAM and we were leading a outreach team to, uh, Manaus, which is in the Amazon rainforest in Brazil. Oh, I know it sounds so big and crazy. And it, and it, in all reality, it was. And I have so many stories from that time that maybe you will get the privilege to be able to hear over the next months and time, because I learned a lot from that time. But we're going to focus on one specific point, the point where I felt like everybody hated me. Boom. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Like, have you ever felt like you've gone to a place and you've done an activity or you've gone on a retreat or you've done something and you just really don't feel like the people like you? I know that it is not a comfortable situation. I know that we don't like to deal with it. And oftentimes we just push it down and, and um, yeah, hide it away within ourselves. And then it just kind of eats us up inside. Am I right? Yeah, I, I know. Okay, so let's rewind back. When we were in the middle of the Amazon rainforest, about an hour and a half away from any real sort of civilization, and uh, a few weeks into our outreach time, uh, one of our young adults who came, and I was a leader, I was a leader with an, with two other people, so my, hus- my husband now was leading with me, and then we had another girl from Ethiopia who was also leading with us. So we had, like, multiple cultures. We had, like, India, Ethiopia, German, um, Swiss, Canadian, American, like, we, we had a whole group of cultures in this um, outreach that we were doing. Okay. So, and uh, now we're a few weeks into our outreach time in Manaus in the Amazon rainforest. And all of a sudden, one of the students comes up to me and she's like, Taylor, we've had a meeting and we all have a problem with you. And I was just like, heart sunk into my stomach and I felt like crap. I was like, I am the leader. Oh my goodness. Oh, and they all have issues with me. Oh my goodness. Okay. And also just for your guys' understanding, YWAM, you know, leadership in a in this YWAM setting for outreaches and stuff like that doesn't necessarily mean like um we didn't like do a specific leadership school or course or whatever. The motto in YWAM is do first then teach, right? So my husband and I had already done a DTS. We'd already been on outreach and now we were staff on the next DTS. And so we were staffed this like lecture phase, which is three months. And then after that, we're sent off with a team of people um, to some place in the world that we really feel God has put on our hearts. So this was my first outreach. And 
Also, as a little tidbit of information, I had only been a Christian for like eight months. So that definitely plays into it as well, because, you know, as we walk with God and as we continue our life and as we continue being molded and shaped by him, we obviously grow, right? So, you know, keep in mind that I really only had like eight months of growth time, which was still tremendous, but I still wasn't a Christian before that. So that means that there's a lot of baggage, a lot, a lot of baggage. So fast forward to the moment where one of my we call students or young adults told me that they um, that everybody had a problem with me and that they had a meeting. All the students, I think we had like 10 students with us at the time and all of them had had a meeting and they had all decided that basically how I heard it that I was a terrible person she didn't say it but I was like oh they all think I'm terrible okay I might as well go home I'm not creating any like I'm not helping here like my my fiance at the time who's now my husband he's like born and raised Christian has awesome parents has like you know has grown up in YWAM you know he's not perfect but his character and his just ability to uh, just see situations and to hear different sides and everything like that. He has a pastoral heart through and through. So like for for me, when I looked at that time now, I'm like, he is like the perfect fit to lead this sort of thing because that's kind of what you need. Me, on the other hand, I had a lot of industrial strengths, right? Like I had been, I managed at McDonald's. I was, a, I was receptionists at Honda for a while. I had, um, what else had I done? I had been in waitressing. I had always held like three, three-ish jobs at a time throughout high school, uh, moved out when I was 15. Like, you know, I was industrial and I was able to do things and I was able to structure things and those strengths that were so were such strengths in the working world were not strengths anymore in this outreach world and I have to tell you I didn't realize that uh it took me a while to understand this that when you lead a team of people and when you're going and you're serving people it it's not about managing them and holding them to rules and regulations and and all these different things so that is kind of how my leading style was in this time and i guess it really just pissed everybody off which you know looking back i can totally understand so there was that time that i really recognized in myself that it was really easy for people to get annoyed with me. That was my first real big experience of knowing that I had, um, what you call it? I had a strong, and I have still, <laughs> I have a strong character and it might be a little edgy. Like it, people might get poked by me a little bit and did get poked by me. Uh, bit by bit. So in that time, we really, and, and that was such a Holy Spirit thing, right? Like in that particular situation, we talked with my, with Rafi, we talked with Lydia, the other leaders, and then like Rafi and I prayed and all of a sudden, like we really just felt the Holy Spirit, like give us clarity for the situation. And then like we came and we had a, a talk with all the students and like we all talked together, we prayed together and then everything was amazing. Like it was so beautiful after that. Like, not completely perfect, but at least we all, excuse me, we were all on 
the same page and the same level. So that was my first experience there. Then we fast forward a few years and we are again on outreach. You know, after that one outreach in Brazil, I was like, at the end of it, I'm like, never again, never again. I hate feeling like that. I did not have a good experience. I don't like people judging me. I don't like people telling me that they have an issue with me. Like, it just hurts, right? I can, I can tough it. Like, you know, I've got a pretty thick skin. Um, and... So, like, it was fine, and I learned a lot, but it wasn't leaving me going, oh, I want to do it again. So fast forward a few years, and my husband and I are now in French Canada, and we he we really feel like he was um, leading us to staff another DTS, uh, Discipleship Training School through YWAM. And I was just like, okay, God, you know, we really feel peace about this. It's a different place. It's different people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be open and give it the benefit of the doubt. Kind of. I'm not going to be like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because that's just not, that's not helpful for anyone. Anyways, so fast forward to then and then we go through our lecture phase and then we decide that we're also going to lead an outreach. Um, at that time, we had our son who was a year and a half old and I was six months pregnant with our daughter our, our second, and we were being sent off to French Polynesia. So all the islands in the Pacific, basically, uh, where Tahiti is and Bora, Bora Bora and like that area. So gorgeous area. If you're going on vacation, when you're going there on outreach, you really see a lot of things. Again, different topic, different conversation. So we, my husband and I were leaning with another, um, student or another staff at the time. And she was uh, quite a bit younger, but she was our kind of like French translator person. So she did French and English really well. And we really needed that because Rafi and I had no, like we had a little bit of French, but we were going to a mainly French speaking place. And we did not not like we could say hello and where's the bathroom. Um, and we could learn a little bit and understand. But anyway, so we had another staff there. And so as we go, we're also going with a group of, well, I want to say like also 10 or, yeah, about 10, stu 10 students, one of which was like 40 years old. We had like a 40-year-old student, so she's like double our age. And then again, like we had French, we had Swiss, we had we had uh, French-Canadian, we had Canadian, we had American, like we had, and German, and we had all these different cultures coming together, which also creates a big tension, um, or it can create tension, especially. And so we go into this outreach and my mindset is like, okay, what was my last outreach like? Okay, people had an issue with me. How can I avoid a blow up this time? Because I, I, I'm just going to assume right now that I'm going to rub people the wrong way. I'm just going to assume that right now. And how can I prepare my heart to deal with that? Um, so as we get, go into the outreach, I'm thinking like this and I'm pondering like this. And then, of course, within a week, the first blow up happens. Uh, I cannot remember what it's about. We had enough of them over the outreach time. I mean, you think about it, we were 10 people, me pregnant with our one and a half year old with and in a three, three bedroom apartment. And it was hot and humid and rainy. And like, we weren't allowed to be loud in the apartment. And we were all sharing the same common space. So like there, like we just like elevated the tension level tenthfold. Uh, so I'm surprised that we all came out actually loving each other in the end. I mean, maybe not surprised because I know that God really does 
great and amazing things in these times. And I feel like it is just by the grace of God that we can all come out and still like high five each other and hug each other and like love each other basically because that, yeah, anyways. So first weekend, everybody has an issue with me and I'm just kind of like, okay, lay it on me. What do you have an issue with? And, and again, I'm like, ugh, heart dropping. I'm like, oh, this is so exhausting. It is so exhausting that everybody constantly basically picks on me. And my inside person wants to just scream, you guys are perfect too. Why do you have to pick on me? And ah! So that's my inside person. My inside person really wants to do that. The slowly renewed person inside of me says, okay, um, I want to hear them out. I want to see where I can grow and I want to, I want to look at myself. So this is point one. When we're talking about the challenging stuff, and I know I led up to that with a bunch of stories, um, but point one about talking about the challenging stuff, like when you have issues or when there are, when there are tensions between people, so let's say you and another person, you and a friend, like me and one of our students, we had some tension um, uh, because I probably was micromanaging everything. I know that, that I do that, right? And so when there is this tension there and you notice it, come on, and you can't deny that you don't notice it. Like we have this discernment and we have the ability to to see. And even if you don't know it, you can still tell that something might be a little off. So think about a relationship that you maybe have that it, that something might be a little off on. And so it's probably in that moment that you're like, okay, well, uh, it doesn't seem like a big deal if they're not bringing it up, right? That's our normal North American way of dealing with things. We are like, okay, it's fine. I don't need to bring it up. And unless it blows up, that's when we need to deal with it. And that's total crap. <laughs> that is, you know, that's how we half live out relationships. That's how we deny growing ourselves. And it, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's fun necessarily. I don't look back on those times and go, oh, yay, let's do it again. But I do look back on those times and say, it was worth it. You know, it was worth the pain. It was worth the struggle to become who I am today. Um, yeah. So thinking again, about me and this person on my outreach team. And she's like, yeah, you know, I don't like it that you do this and this, that you micromanage, that you do this and that. And I'm just sitting there because I actually, you know, that step one is being willing just to talk about it and bring it up to people. So I went to her and I talked about it. I said, hey, there's an issue here. Do you have any feelings as to what it could be? And she was like, yeah, this is how I'm feeling and da 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 And it's kind of basically like hounding on me. What, what we would consider, um, what we would consider somebody beating you, like beating on you in terms of like, you know, uh, or bullying, like, oh, you do this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. And in that moment, not to retaliate with, but, 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 but I did. And then, but you did not to retaliate at all, but to take it 
and say, I hear you. You're right. I could do that. Or I have been doing that. I can work on doing it better. But I can't promise that it will change in the next day or two days or even weeks. Like, you know, this character development stuff takes time. Right? The big point about this is that we talk about it and you hear the person and then at the end you guys say sorry to each other and forgive each other for the hurts that have been done because just that just that single like those sentences there like um could you please uh could you please forgive me like I go up to I was going up to her saying like could you please forgive me for micromanaging you and for doing all these things and then she's like yeah I forgive you like I'm sorry could you please forgive me kind of thing and and that just like whew, makes everything so much better it makes everything so much better you know how God has forgiven us and if you've been in a moment of prayer and stuff where you have fully tangibly felt that where it even makes you cry or weep and stuff like it's that kind of peace and freedom that can also like for lack of a better word manifest also in our like physical relationships here and even though it takes a lot of vulnerability it's so worth it it's so worth it. All I can say is, you know, relationship is worth being vulnerable for. And if you need to say sorry more than anybody else, it's okay because God sees your heart, right? I am the person who every single time we've led an outreach, every single time we've led a team to a different country, I am the person that everybody hounds on. Everybody says, Oh, Taylor, I had this issue with you and this issue with you and this issue with you. And, you know, I've had many times crying with my husband saying, why can't I just be more Christ-like yet? Many, many times crying with my husband. Because change is a challenging process. But we cannot change. We cannot grow as individuals if we are not willing to be vulnerable, if we're not willing to talk about what issues people may have with us or what issues you may have with other people. Because where there's broken relationship, there, there is no real relationship. You can't grow. You can't learn from each other. You can't. Um, there's so many things that are hindered by a, a relationship that that cannot communicate well together because there's something in the way. Like you're hurt. You're hurt from what somebody has told you or, or said about you and you never brought it up. Granted, there are times where, you know, it's up to us to deal with that hurt with God in prayer. Like, it's not, it's not like every single time I feel hurt by somebody's words, I go to them and I say, you hurt me. Because sometimes God is challenging us just to let it go and to give it to him. There are times like that. But it is so important to be willing to <laughs> to be vulnerable, even if it means that somebody might 
really stab you in a way that hurts because it allows the opportunity for growth of character. It allows the opportunity for God to work. It allows the opportunity for the Holy Spirit and for God to be glorified through your relationships. And that is so beautiful. It is so, so beautiful. I I get goosebumps thinking about this because I just, I have experienced and witnessed myself so many times over that, you know, in that second outreach, we ended up having once a week what we call circle times. We would have a time where it would be the platform for everybody to bring forth their issues and their their hurts and everything like that. We set that up and we did that once a week. At the very beginning of our outreach, our outreach is about mm, 10 weeks long. At the very beginning, once a week, everybody always had issues. Granted, luckily, it wasn't always with me. So I was like, you know, it was often always me, but it wasn't just me. So it also made me feel a little bit like, okay, I'm not the only kind of like broken person here. So that was also really nice uh, for me. Um, But in general, at the very beginning, we had so many, so many issues, so many people saying, well, you did that and you did that and you did that. And oh, I'm sorry. And oh, I forgive you. And, you know, and then we take time to pray all together afterwards. And then afterwards, it was like harmonious. Like it was so nice all together. Everybody was happy and loving each other. And you could just feel the spiritual change in the atmosphere. And then a week would go by and it would get tense towards the end of it. And we're like, okay, we're almost at our circle time. We're almost at our circle time. We'd do it all again. It was so beautiful. And by the end of the outreach, like a few weeks before the end, we stopped having issues with each other. Like, seriously, we stopped having issues with each other. And then we were like, we'd sit at these circle times and we're like, well, what do we do now? And we were like, well, why don't we just go around and... and tell people what we liked about what they did throughout the week, like what things we saw them grow in, what things we, you know, how do we like honor and, 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 and encourage each other and stuff like that. So the beginning of our outreach time, it started with all the issues and like saying sorry and forgiving each other. And at the end, we were championing each other and encouraging one another and stuff like that. And that's actually how I see this process is at the beginning, there's a lot. There's a lot of issues between people. We're all broken. There's a lot going on. But then the more we do it, the less there becomes because we understand one another more. We understand why that person was interacting that way because we've given them the opportunity to tell us why and and what they're working on and what they're struggling with. Because we've given them the opportunity to say sorry and for us to forgive them and to mend that relationship. And then and then it just becomes a relationship where we're able to, you know, encourage and champion and be real with one another. And to be honest, there is nothing like it. There's nothing so beautiful like having a real relationship with the friends and the people who you're working with and the people around you. It makes the job and life so much more fulfilling. Um, So I implore you, I encourage you today to maybe think, and this is a challenging one, think of somebody who in your life right now you have you feel tension in your relationship or you already know that 
you did something that maybe hurt them or they did something that maybe hurt you. Best would be right now, because that's an easier step to take, is if you already know that what you said to somebody may have hurt them, you go to that person and you say, hey, I said this and this and this. I really feel like that might have hurt you. Is that, is that true? Or, and then you just open up a dialogue and then you say sorry. And if the person doesn't forgive you right away, let it go. It's not yours to demand forgiveness, but you've taken a step and then you can let it go easier to God afterwards. Um, and, and try to bring uh, forth healing into your relationships around you because like life is precious and relationships are precious and it's so worth it. I know I say that a lot, but it's really worth it. And I know that you guys can do it. I know you can do it because God has given us the strength and the capability to be able to be vulnerable and not um, have no fear of, of that vulnerability. So Yes. Thank you so much for listening today, Mama. This was a bit of a longer one. And thank you for having patience with me through all the stories. I actually realize I have so much more I could talk about on the subject. So we are going to, you know, be diving into this a little bit more over the next weeks and months and stuff like that. So keep an eye out for this the subject of talking about the challenging stuff, of being vulnerable, of, you know, um, being initiative taking in in life in these conflicts conflict resolutions and I look forward to hearing from you and if you are excited about what I've been talking about if you want to learn a little bit more about you know life and Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. Life and life in abundance. <laughs> we have a Courageous Mama Summit going on in a few short weeks, three more weeks. So I would encourage you to go over to www.courageousmamasummit.com. You can take a look at the agenda, take a look at the subjects. We have things like lifestyle learning, um, health. We have starting your own Etsy shop. We also have a lot of like how to deal with fear and loneliness and and all these different uh, subjects that are super relevant to us right nowadays. So I would encourage you to go on over there and we will see you later. Have a wild day, everyone.